Well, good morning. Welcome back to the broadcast of the Time Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. And our top story today, taking control of an aging parent's finances. Today's show is powered by Parenting Aging Parents. To learn more about Parenting Aging Parents and its community, visit ParentingAgingParents.com. Joining me now to discuss this and a lot more are Kim and Mike Barnes of Parenting Aging Parents. Kim, Mike, Happy New Year. Great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Thank you. Hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah, good to be here. It is. It's hard to believe. And and uh, we really appreciate all the great work you guys are doing at Parenting Aging Parents. And and one of the, I think, one of the important conversations, and I want to get your take on, both of your takes on this, is that money conversation. And we'll talk about the, the cost of care maybe in the second segment. Let's talk about managing money. And, and, and I think uh, I guess the first question to you, Kim, and 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 you, you and Mike have both talked about how how you had to sit down and have these conversations with your folks or your loved ones about um, you know, managing uh, their mm-hmm. expectations and driving and things like that. But let's talk about managing the money. How how do you have those types of conversations, and what do you talk about? I think that can be really hard, and I think maybe you start because you've been able to have those financial conversations with your dad, just as far as kind of knowing what there is. Yeah. But you really have to understand that, that our parents can change a little bit as they get older. My dad, when, when he's an accountant and when I was younger, money was secret. You didn't talk about money in my family because it was a private thing, even within our family. Mm -hmm. I had no idea how much money my dad made when I was little. And one time I went with him when he bought a car when I was in high school. And when the salesman or the the person doing the finance said, Mr. Barnes, how much money do you make? Because I need to know for the loan. And he looked at her and said, how much do I need to make to buy this car? (laughs) I had no idea. And, and he, she said a number, he said, you know, that's how much I make, you know, just kind of strange. Now he gives me, in fact, I saw him this week. He gave me a spreadsheet, a couple of spreadsheets about his financial mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. situation and what he has and what, it, what the money he has and what he can, can afford. You need to know these things so that you can help them figure out what to do. Because if they're living on only on social security and all they have is that 2000 $3,000 a month, that's all that your parents have. And you pick out a place for them to live that's $4,000 or $5,000 a month. And you don't understand why they can't move in. It just makes things tougher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that, you know, fortunately, your your parents and your family has been now is very open about it and mm-hmm. shares. And yep. we do hear stories in our group all the time of of parents that maybe still want to keep that really close to the vest. And those can be really tough conversations. Yeah. We've done some interviews about that and, and trying to help people. How do you appeal to your parent to help them see that you're not trying to just get it all, get all in their business and trying to figure out, you know, so are you leaving me any or anything like that? It's more of a really, how can, how, what, what, what can information can you share with me? So it'll make it easier for me to help you as you get older. And we know sort of what, our options are going to be, yeah. we, but we, I also oh, go, go ahead. No, no, finish your thought. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What I and I think then there also becomes the issue of then that's when they're still in charge of their their finances, <laughs> and certainly there are different conversations when you have to take that control away. Yeah, I was going to make the point that you guys always talk about the conversations about independence and money 
is really independent. I look at it as independence. If I can maintain my mm -hmm. money and be financially independent, that gives me a lot of freedom that maybe mm -hmm. I, I don't have, freedom to live where I want to live, et cetera. But Kim, we were talking off camera about scams. That, that has to be, I, I've watched YouTube videos. There's a, I think it's called Scammer Payback. It's a, if you haven't mm. seen the channel on YouTube, it's great. They pay back the scammers. But a lot of our elderly are uh, the, the target of these scammers. I mean, you, you and Mike have had to take, or maybe you in particular, Kim, have had to take certain steps to protect parent accounts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is so frustrating. Yeah. And there's a special place for those people because it, it, is, it is heartbreaking and frustrating because they're getting more they're getting more savvy they're getting more manipulative and so they do prey on people like my mom yeah. who are kind and want help and you know those kinds of things and so she has been scammed a couple of different times which has led to us and and I hate to say taking away control of her money because that's I mean I guess that is sort of what we did but we you know took the checkbook away with you know, and, and helped explain to her why, but it was because she kept getting scammed. She kept, uh, somebody had access to her computer. So a couple of things that we did beyond just taking the checkbook away is we were able to disable online access to her banking on her computer because somebody had gotten access to her computer. We also went in and lowered credit limits on her credit cards. We still left her a credit card so that she would have the ability to be able to purchase something. Because I think there is, as you mentioned, there's that independence of I have money and I want to buy something and not having to, you know, ask permission yeah. or, you know, go to somebody to say, Hey, can you give me $20? So she has a credit card, but we drastically lower the credit limit. So that way in case somebody were to, to get a hold of it or, or try to take advantage there's a limit to what they could do. And, you know, I ended up not necessarily intentionally, but am on a first name basis with her manager of the bank that where she goes. And that has helped, that helped actually eliminate a second scam attempt that she was, you know, on her way to the bank to pull out money for a gift card scheme. And fortunately she called the bank and the bank manager said, Hmm. Sounds a little fishy. Think you should turn around, go home, call your daughter. And then he immediately called me to let me know. So I think that, you know, having those relationships can really be beneficial as well, yeah. but it is still challenging. There are many days that she asks, wait a minute, why don't I have a checkbook? You know? And so it's having to go back through and, and explain that it's, it's more for your protection. But in, in today's world, there's a lot of training that has to be done with, with your parents because mm -hmm. they're not used to the technology world. Like, like we are because they grew up in, in such a non-technological tech, technological mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And so my, my dad to this day, he's still in charge of his finances. He's about to turn 85 and, and he's great with money as a former accountant. But he knows that whenever he gets an email that says, click this link, something bad has happened. He knows, don't click it. And he forwards it to me. Mm -hmm. And I said, dad, look at the Gmail address it came from. It's not a, <laughs> it's, it's not Amazon. It's, 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 it's a scam. So good job. Just keep forwarding it to me. But you have to to teach them that and, and get them in the in the, the mindset that, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that really, really good insight. Guys, I need to take a quick break. Before I do, Mike, I want to ask you, when you were talking about your dad, uh, going to the car dealership and talking about his income. Do you remember the Cosby episode where uh, Mr. Cosby or Dr. Cosby, I guess. Yes. Had oh, you're a doctor. And he said, well, he said, he said, don't, they came in looking like schlumps. 
And then uh, yeah, they yeah. walked out several times, and then finally they figured out he was a doctor. Guys, we'll uh, take that. Classic that, scene. That classic was, scene. When you said that, I was thinking that your dad was saying, not even saying he was an accountant. He was like, I'm out of here. You guys are dressing like whole jeans, et cetera. Anyway. Oh, yeah, you probably, no, he would, he would he dress was, grubby. He would, he would dress grubby when he'd go to buy a car. He that, hey, look, that's, that's the way it was done. Guys, I need to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about managing money for your parents and your loved ones. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses, I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Tax audits, tax liens, wage garnishments. Every day we hear stories like this about good folks who are simply struggling to pay their bills. Each of them are living a frightening IRS tax nightmare and they are afraid it will destroy their lives. I'm a divorced single mom and my ex-husband left me and the kids with a lot of unpaid bills, including unpaid taxes. I was really starting to show my stress on my kids because the IRS had sent me a letter demanding a huge payment from me. I couldn't afford it. So then the IRS was threatening to garnish my wages. I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. That would have put me over the edge financially. It truly seemed hopeless, but then a friend at work told her to call the tax relief line. The people at the tax relief line, they told me about something called innocent spouse relief. They worked it out so that all of the taxes from my ex are not my problem. I don't know how that works and, and I don't care. All I care about is that I don't owe the IRS a dime and they are not going to take my paycheck. Even if it seems hopeless, you should call the number on your screen right now. There is absolutely no cost for the call or the consultation. You are under no obligation. If you are worried that the IRS could garnish your wages, seize your assets, even take your home, call us right now. The tax relief line is here to help you. Now you have a knowledgeable, professional team of tax experts that are ready to negotiate with the IRS and fight for you to save you money. 
The tax relief line's professionals have successfully negotiated thousands of cases, reducing and sometimes even eliminating the tax debt for their clients. It's very easy to get started. Simply call the number on your screen right now. You don't have to live in fear anymore. The call and the consultation are free. Welcome back. A reminder that today's show is powered by Parenting Aging Parents. To learn more about Parenting Aging Parents and its community, visit ParentingAgingParents.com. Well, Kim, Mike, thanks so much for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Yeah, I love that. I love that story of, of uh, Cliff Huxtable. And uh, <laughs> when you were describing that, that was such a good, a good show. Um, anyway, let's, let's continue the conversation about uh, managing money and, and an area that I wanted to go to. And when you're, do, I guess my first question is, do you have to become the trustee or the power of attorney? Do you need that power of attorney over a loved one's, your parents' money? Is that something you had to pursue or they just said, okay, I'm going to put you on the account and you don't need any of those that paperwork. We have both in our family. We have a power of attorney, and because I think you need that because you might need it. Yeah. You know what I mean. You may not need it right this minute, but you may you may need it in the future. That, that, that's something to always to know is that just because you have that power of attorney doesn't mean it's enacted. Doesn't mean that you're using it. I've had a power of attorney for my dad for more than thirty years. I've never had to use it. I, it's still in in the safe in my closet. Mm -hmm. I, I don't need it, but if I do, it's mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And and that's what I think a lot of people, especially older people, think. Oh, if I'm signing this power of attorney, that means that you're taking over everything. Mm -hmm. That's not the case. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be depending on how the attorney writes it up, right. but that's usually not mm -hmm. the case. You know, in our family, we did we have both a power of attorney and mom put us on as signers of the account. So in many ways, that's been so helpful. Not only because I, you know, I can, you know, ask questions of the bank and they'll they'll talk to me because I am a signer on the account, but it's also allowed me to be able to set up an online access so that I can do I can do the online access for her bank account where we don't want it on her computer or her login. I have my own login, right. so I can still get in and look and just you know double check that there's nothing funny showing up. Uh, so that's one thing that I think can be very beneficial is you know being able to be on that that account as well. Yeah. And, and doing it more as a safety, you know, again, you have to, I think so many of these conversations are going to really be uh, dependent on your relationship with your parents, the expectations that you have of each other and, and, and how you appeal to them mm -hmm. as far as, you know, mom, I'm not trying to go in. I'm not writing checks on your account. I just want to be able to monitor it. I want to be able to make sure that when we need to transfer it, we can for you and those kinds of things. So coming from that perspective, I think gives her more peace of mind, if you will, that, okay, y'all are, y'all are protecting me, mm -hmm. not trying to take advantage, if right. that makes sense. But if something happens where you go into the hospital or something bad happens to you, then I have the authority to do anything financially to help take care of you. Mm -hmm. And also you got to, don't forget the living will and some of the other health directives that you need as well. Yes, it's, it's for part sure. Of, that's part of the conversation too. Uh, you, you both talked about, um, let's talk about care a little bit. And, and sometimes you both can't, you have to travel, uh, maybe see your children or you just want to get away. And so you have to have somebody take care of a loved one. How do you find the caregiver, number one? Because there's, according to a lot of research, there aren't enough caregivers. And two, mm -hmm. how do you, how do you, how do you budget for that? Especially if someone's, for, uh, you use your example, Mike, it's just drawing off of social security. That could be a yeah. very costly element uh, to uh, living in, in retirement. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. Gosh, where do you start with that? Because it is the, the financial piece of caring for somebody is, is huge from everything from just if they are living in an independent living or an assisted living or a memory care kind of place, almost all of those, well, independent for sure, assisted living, except in rare cases, it's all private pay. Mm -hmm. So that is, that is, you know, you are paying for that care. And if you have a long-term care insurance policy, you know, those, that, that can help. But my, but, my dad writes a check the first of every month for my mom's memory care and for his independent living care. And it's more money than he made in an entire year when he worked back in the sixties, when he first started. So, so every, every so, month he kind of so, takes so, that. So again, it, it's think about where he's from and that, yes, he can afford it now, but he remembers those days in the sixties when he made less than $10,000 a year. And he's like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm writing this much of a check. Every single month. Wow. And, and just, it, it's, it's something to get used to. And just to follow up on that, I mean, this was a very challenging <laughs> stock market year. I think 2022 was a significantly down year. I think the first time since the financial crisis. How does that factor or does it not factor? I'm assuming, um, I don't want to assume, but how does that factor into these types of discussions? Because- if you're writing a check, if you're stroking a check for that much, and maybe you have money invested, there might be concern mm-hmm. that, okay, I need this cash. I need to pay the, these bills, but sure. hey, market's down 10% this year. 15%. Well, that, that goes back to, to talking to your parents ahead of time to know not only what kind of money you have, but where does the money come from? Mm-hmm. Is the money all in the bank? Is the money coming from a pension that's guaranteed that you get X amount of dollars every single month or every single year is the money tied up in investments that could Mm -hmm. fluctuate depending on Mm -hmm. what's happening with the world market. Knowing that again, it's not like you're trying to get into the business. So you're going to find out, well, when you die, I'm going to get this much money. It has nothing to do with that. It's more of a case that I want to make sure that you're living your life Mm -hmm. the way you deserve to live Mm -hmm. and making sure that you have the money to live that way. And if, if, if you're in a a financial situation or a, a crisis that you can't afford that, it's mm-hmm. good for me to know. Mm-hmm. So some of that definitely is in that planning ahead yes. and figuring out uh, how are we going to pay for things because there can, I mean, there can and always is uh, a change in the market from time to time. Yeah. So that definitely, I think, can can negatively affect when you look on paper, uh, wow, mom lost X amount of money this last quarter. Ooh, you know, that kind of thing. It can, it can make you a little bit nervous. So when you think of bringing people in, whether it's somebody to care for them at home or even just a little extra assistance uh, in the, the the community where they live, in, in our situation, my mom lives in independent living, but we do have a private caregiver that goes in a couple times a week, fills her pillbox for her and just kind of checks in on her, you know, so it's very minimal, uh, really, uh, it's not a lot of care, but it gives me great peace of mind because yeah. I just know that her pillbox is being filled, but that's, and that, that in that situation, it, it often in a community, like an independent living, uh, there are oftentimes private caregivers who kind of work in the building who are private, but work in the building and help multiple people. So that was, we were able to find somebody like that. Um, if you don't have that situation, there are agencies that provide caregivers that, can and they can be those can be a great resource because they're going to vet the people they're in charge of finding the people mm-hmm. and vetting them and making sure that somebody shows up yeah. when they're supposed to because uh, when you do have a private caregiver you are dependent on if somebody wants to take off for christmas or they get sick or something like that yeah I, and we have a, another guest who has to budget around his time around the caregiver's time really important i guess my last question how has this experience these experiences with your parents shaped 
your experiences. You both have, you have children. So has it shaped your experiences? Have you taken some of the lessons and maybe some of your audience as well, or your own audience on parenting aging parents, has it shaped your relationship with your children to have these conversations earlier? I'm not sure your children's age, maybe they're not yet of age to talk about these things, but, or maybe they are, but, um, no, they are, they're in their, they're in their twenties. So they are. And yeah, we've been more open with them about, about the future, about where we, where we could live someday and, and, and our financial situation. And, and it, it, it makes things better because you're more open. And, and I'm not saying that when they're at an early age that you need to be more open about things, but as they get older, as the kids mm -hmm. get older, you need to be more open about things just so that they're informed and that they're, they're ready mm -hmm. and that they're not surprised by anything. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. Really, really important information. And, and the key thing I'm hearing, hearing from you guys, one of the key themes, it's all about communication. Kim and Mike Barnes, right. Parenting Aging Parents. Thanks so much for joining us. And look, we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Thanks for having us. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more in all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, we'll visit our website and of course, all of our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another special edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.